This edition of the USCC Expo Experience on CannabisRadio.com is brought to you by Regulated Solutions, your partner for producing compliant cannabis and hemp brand events. Learn more at RegulatedSolutions.com. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents the USCC Expo Experience. Featuring one-on-one interviews with speakers, exhibitors, and attendees from the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. And now, the USCC Expo Experience, only on CannabisRadio.com. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the USCC Expo Experience here on CannabisRadio.com. As we record this show today, we are only mere days away. We're less than two weeks away from... One of the biggest events here in South Florida and for the Southeastern USA when it comes to cannabis and hemp, it's the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. It's going to be held August 3rd and August 4th here in Miami, Florida at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Just a stone's throw away here from our studios here in South Florida. And we have a number of things going on. A couple of things I want to point out before we get to our guests on today's program. First off, I want to go and talk to you about our Monday, it's going to be our Friday, excuse me, August 2nd schedule of events that are going on and that includes an advanced cultivating training session so if you are looking to be a home grower if you're a business looking to scale your operations a great six-hour intensive course that will cover everything from aquaponics aeroponics hydroponics soil micropropagation tissue culture and lighting well that all that covered for you that's at 10 a.m friday august 2nd at the show and then we're also going to be hosting an all-day medical cannabis symposium. This is something we added into the mix here. We thought it was a great idea to go ahead and incorporate really to help out patients and doctors and those medical professionals that want to be a part of this. We're going to cover everything from just the basics, the endocannabinoid system, Dr. Richard Boxer from Ianthius Capital and uh, Grow Health, you might know here in South Florida. They're going to be, he will be speaking on that. We'll have a session on chronic conditions. We'll have one on the science of cannabis, CBD and your pet, and one of the hosts of our New shows coming to Cannabis Radio. Angela Ardolino, the founder of CBD Dog Health. She'll be hosting a panel on that. We'll also have a panel on Cannabis Over 50. Digital marketing in the cannabis space. The number of great digital marketers that will be speaking also during the normal agenda on Saturday and Sunday. And we'll wrap things up with a session on cannabis and sports medicine. Dr. Jeff Conan, uh, Professor Jeff Conan from FIU, and Dr. Jenny Wilkins, the CEO of Age Vital, will be hosting that panel. That will be an all-day panel starting at noon, going till 5 o'clock that afternoon. Then we also have our nighttime networking on Friday night, our opening networking event. Leading up to the main sessions, we have great sessions coming up to feature to you. Our keynotes this year, we will have Saturday, August 3rd at 2 o'clock. Dr. Richard Boxer will do a full 45-minute keynote address for all of everyone out there. Sunday, August 4th, we will have Michael Brubeck, and he is with Centuria Foods. He'll be featuring a keynote address for that, which will be on the Farm Bill and the Changing Federal Regulation of Hemp. So Michael Brubeck, the founder of Century of Foods, will join us. Those keynotes are both Saturday and Sunday, 2 p.m. And so many other panels we have. Some that I want to mention are really are new to the agenda this year that I wanted to make sure we put out there. One of those I thought was very important to me that I, I lobbied a lot to bring up is one that's going to be on Sunday morning. At 11 a.m., the public perception of cannabis and the misinformed, misinformed media portrayal. So the way that the cannabis industry is presented by the mainstream media and just what's being put out wrong 
the stigma that still continuously stays in front of us. That's a great session we're going to have. Uh, we're also going to have Investing in Cannabis with a really rock star panel that same day. And then we'll also have, as part of the sessions, we're going to have one on exponential, experiential marketing and advertising, expanding your reach. We've got a great list of panelists there. Creating an iconic brand now from licensing to packaging and more. We're also going to expand on just not just a session on the endocannabinoid system. We're also going to do one which talks about the other parts of the cannabinoids. CBD, THC, it's not just more than that. What about CBG, CBN, or CNC, or the more than 120 cannabinoids present in the cannabis plant? We're going to learn about all those. A great, wonderful uh, session of doctors and professionals and experts that will be joining us for that. That'll be Saturday, August 3rd, 1 o'clock. We'll have that as well. And we'll also have marketing hacks to uh, for your local business and also cannabis branding to mainstream consumers. A rock star panel to start off. On Saturday, to start off the event, Nancy Deitch from Sarah Labs, Joe Hodas, the CEO of GoFire, you might remember. He also was a head executive for Smashburger and Frontier Airlines. Joe Bayern from Indus Holding Company. He originally worked with Cadbury Schweppes and Voss Water. And Burt Miller, who's a host of our Plant Profits program here on Canvas Radio, CEO of Protus Global. He will be moderating this panel. So, so much to go for implore you to get your tickets now at usccexpo.com. Make sure you get them before it's too late. And make sure to get your tickets. The whole room block is only running is running out of rooms. You only have just a mere days to go and book your room at the Hyatt Regency, the host hotel for the event, and exactly where all the sessions will be holding, being held downstairs. So you want to make sure you are there at the center of it all, August 3rd and 4th, the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. I'll tell you more about it a little bit later on in the show. Meantime... Coming up a little bit on the program, we're going to be speaking with Robert Moore. He's the cannabis guru at People Guru. We're going to learn more about that company. They will be exhibiting at our show. But right now, I want to go ahead and welcome a guest who's going to be joining us and exhibiting at our show, Cannabis Doctors of Florida. I'm here with the director of medical marijuana, Kristen Peterick. Kristen, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So let's go ahead and let people know Cannabis Doctors of Florida. They provide professional, compassionate, and private evaluations for patients seeking to legally obtain a Florida medical marijuana card with locations located all through South Florida and North Miami, Pembroke Pines, and Fort Lauderdale. So, Kristen, the latest stats we have now, according to the Florida Department of Health's Office of Medical Marijuana Use, which, by the way, Holly Bell, uh, who's the cannabis czar for the state of Florida, will be speaking on a panel on the state of the Florida cannabis market on Sunday, August 4th. Uh, so we'll learn more about the medical marijuana program and the state of the, car- the medical cannabis market, just to give a heads up. There are now more than 323,000 patients registered as of July 12, 2019. So now, the process, I've talked to a number of dispensaries and different number of people that are patients and other programs that are also uh, getting people, their patients the chance to get their licensing so they can get their Florida medical marijuana card. And I noticed the pricing, it can be tremendous, not just because of the cost that the state of Florida puts on people to get their card, which is $78, but it's the price that the doctors can charge up from the eight ranges of 250 300 and in some cases $450 for an office visit for your medical marijuana card. Um, how do you see the process that, you know, that's been provided now for patients and the kind of red tape and obstacles they have to go through? 
Yes, absolutely. Um, I definitely agree. Some of the prices are, are very high and it does make it difficult for some patients to afford their medical marijuana card. Um, with us at Cannabis Doctors of Florida, uh, we definitely pride ourselves in being one of the lowest physicians at only $125. Um, and then for any patients that are currently um, have their card and want to transfer over, we only charge $50 to help with that transition. Fantastic. Now, 125 I mean, and this is available at any time at any of those three locations. Is that correct? Absolutely. Wow. That's fantastic. Now, out of curiosity, I mean, I know the areas of Broward and Dade County are very important. Is there any chance that cannabis stocks is looking to make their way to Palm Beach County? Yes, actually, we are. Um, we have a location in Boynton Beach. Um, we're just waiting to finalize a physician there, and we will definitely be seeing patients there. Well, I'll tell you what, I live in Palm Beach County myself, and I, I'm looking forward to go ahead and send some patients your way. Now, awesome. <laughs> my pleasure. In Florida, it was announced recently in the news, and I'm uh, referencing Tampa Bay.com, Tampa Bay Times. It was announced that any doctor's orders for medical marijuana that contain a recommendation for smokable whole flower marijuana must be up to date. So that means an additional doctor's visit. The system was updated June 28th to include smokable flour as a newly established route of administration for medical patients. Governor DeSantis signed that into law. Before the June 28th rule update, doctors should write in the recommendation for smokable marijuana in the notes section of the order. There's now a designated spot for the recommendation and patients will have to be re-added into the registry with this new format if they haven't already, according to the state's Office of Medical Marijuana Use. Talk to me, Kristen, about the significance of that change. So that was a very big significant change, um, having to enter the smokable into the patient's recommendation. Um, it, it, it's been very taxing on, on our physicians having to update everyone, um, and especially with the new format that just happened, um, having to cancel out orders and then re-enter everything in has, has definitely been taxing, especially, you know, like I said, on the physicians and also on our patients. Absolutely. And now... And if I wanted to make sure I said that correctly, does that mean with the update of the registry, does that require the patient to have another visit? So for our patients, we did have them come back in to sign uh, the updated consent form that included uh, the smokable flower. Um, so currently, that's why our price is 125 So that includes everything. We don't charge an extra fee or anything like that for patients. Talk to me. I'm just curious. I haven't gotten a chance to read much about uh, obviously this is going to be an elective appointment and there are not any insurance companies that will get near offering any kind of uh, deductible or any kind of coverage for uh, this at all. Has there been any conversations at all where that might be a case where you might have an insurance company that will cover the charge for a patient to come in and get licensed? Unfortunately, no. I, I wish some of these companies would, but at this current time, no. Because it's interesting, I mean, I know there's some parts where, in terms of the banking industry, in terms of other areas, where you see a little bit of opening of the room, because eventually it will get there, I think. But then nothing's yeah. happened yet. Now, according right. to the, state marijuana's, the state's marijuana office, uh, doctors will now have to cancel the patient certification and re-enter to include smoking. And the office recommends that patients log in to check their order status after July 12th. If patients don't have an active order for smokable flour in the system, they should call their doctor to get an updated order. So that make, obviously make sure to do this. First of all, uh, talk to me about the Office of Medical Marijuana Use. This has been put into place. Uh, we mentioned Holly Bell, who's now running that uh, department. 
part of the Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services. What do you think about how the state of Florida has handled changes like this? And in general, how have they been to work with? Um, so the Office of Medical Marijuana Use, they, they've definitely changed since, you know, the beginning. It's it's definitely come a long way. I think they've really improved on how they handle certain things. So with this last issue, with the smokable, um, I do think they did a good job in the sense, you know, that having to put it in the notes, there was a way to at least track it. Um, now having to go back, cancel every patient's order and re-enter it, um, you know, again, it, it's it's been taxing on the physicians, but, you know, that way they can at least track it and it's being tracked. So I, I do think in that sense, they did did a good job. There's obviously been, a, I mean, a rush of dispensaries opening up all over the place. I know that some of the major chains we have, we have Knox, we have Grow Healthy, we have True Leaf, Miracle Leaf, uh, Cure Leaf. A lot of places that are opening right now, a lot of the dispensaries now available for patients to go ahead and use that card to get those plants. Uh, so talk to me about the issues when it comes to working with the dispensaries and knowing which dispensaries, uh, how they've complied, I guess, once they've been passed off after going to you, getting their card, and then going to dispensaries, how that's been working out to make sure that everybody's in lockstep together, that this is being done efficiently and responsibly. Yes, absolutely. So we work with all of the different dispensaries. Uh, the reps will come out. Um, we even have some that will keep track of patients and let us know if there's been a change in anything. Um, so, I mean, they, the dispensaries have been great in that aspect, you know, sending out the reps, educating the physicians. So that way, you know, we know about new products that are coming out, new strains. Um, so it's, it's, they've, they've definitely done a good job as well. All right. Now, also, saying the approval for patients that meet the qualifying conditions, that's what you offer at Cannabis Doctors of Florida. Tell our listeners what they can expect from meeting with you at your booth at the USCC Expo next month. Sure, absolutely. So we definitely have very experienced staff, knowledgeable doctors. They can definitely expect any questions they have as far as dosaging, um, you know, if they're looking for a certain condition to treat. Um, you know, we get down to very strain specific in trying to help them achieve their goal. Uh, so our treatment plans are very, very specific, but we're there with them every step of the way, even if they need help with the application process. Um, we're absolutely available and there to answer all of their questions. Fantastic. So for those of you in the state of Florida, obviously, we have some locations that are here in South Florida for you to come visit. And also, we know that people can go ahead and go online to go ahead and get themselves set up with an appointment. Uh, please tell our listeners how they can go ahead and do that. Sure. So they can go to our website, canadocsfl.com, and click on the section that says book now, and they can schedule their appointment. They can also chat with a live representative 24-7. And uh, hours of operation, what, uh, what hours are normally available for uh, patients to go and visit? To get a visit, uh, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. Again, uh, CannabisDOCSFL.com for more information. Kristen, thank you so much for joining us here on the program. Thank you. All right, and everyone stay with us. Back with more with Robert Moore after this break.
educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Welcome back to the USCC Expo Experience, only on CannabisRadio.com. And welcome back to the USCC Expo Experience here on Cannabis Radio. Today, we're happy to be joined by Robert Moore, who's the cannabis guru at People Guru. People Guru, they do HCM, or Human Capital Management. It's a single database, single platform, cloud-based solution designed for mid-market organizations for complete employee lifecycle management. Robert, thanks for joining us here on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. So I had to go and do a little research, did a little Googling, you know, pulled out my Encyclopedia Britannica. We know we don't use that anymore. Uh, to get the definition of human capital management, or HCM, it's a set of practices related to people resource management. These practices are focused on the organizational need to provide specific competencies and are implemented in three categories, workforce acquisition, workforce management, and workforce optimization. In other words, it's an umbrella term that covers talent acquisition, talent management, and talent optimization. So help me around around this need for the HCM in the cannabis industry. I know there's a lot of people being brought in that are being employed and a lot of great Fortune 500 executives, top level executives from many major brands. Talk to me about the need for this and uh, how people grow is entrenched into this. Sure. You know, I mean, that's a great question. Um, it, to really get your head around it, all you really need to do is look outside of the cannabis industry, right? And just look at organizations that are using human capital management tools um, around all industries, all verticals. You know, it just happens that the cannabis industry is new. It's highly growing. Um, and, you know, so the set of tools seems new. But this has been around for 20 years. So HCM systems like PeopleGuru um, – have been used by these industries to leverage innovative technologies and better attract, uh, retain, and engage a company's people. So when you refer to the cannabis industry specifically, there's an even larger need due to the high level of growth in, in the industry uh, and the complexity and regulatory requirements specific to that business. Um, but you take a, a vertically integrated cannabis business, for example, you know, they'll have a cult cultivation facility, which is, you know, basically an agricultural type business. Um, then there's, you know, post-harvest, you have processing, extraction, packaging, so basically a manufacturing type of operation. And then, you know, there's dispensaries, so you're adding like a retail aspect to the business as well. And, you know, over my 15 years in the space, I've worked with all of these industries like separately, but seeing all three together in one organization, that's what really excites me about the, the cannabis industry. You know, it's really important for cannabis companies to find a vendor that's agile enough to serve like all these three industries within, you know, one HR application. And that's, you know, really what makes an HR leader's job manageable. Um, you know, if you think about it, for example, um, you'd probably want to post, you know, three jobs. If you had, you know, different jobs within the organization, um, you're going to want to post these on three different job boards and to, for the position you're trying to fill, you, you know, you're not going to look for a formulation scientist in the same place that you're going to look for, um, 
you know, a bud tender, for example. So the career sites and the communities of career sites, you know, they're, they're all different. And this is all going on with, you know, within one organization. Um, so it just sounds like a much more, much more higher level of staffing that you would normally see out there, some kind of employee workforce kind of development kind of deal. So let's talk yeah. about the reason why it's so important what you're doing because of the amount of employees coming in. And this stat was amazing. I, I don't forget where I got this stat from, but there's a report that says currently the United States cannabis industry employs roughly 125,000 people. It's projected to grow over 400,000 employees by 2021. That is amazing. It's a $10 billion, $10 billion market expected to grow to $40 billion in the same span, making it the fastest growing industry in the country and nearly 400%. So this industry is still relatively new. We're still in the Wild West stages. Corporatization, legalization are on the horizon. It's eventually going to happen, but there's still a limited supply of experienced candidates in a high demand market. Robert, talk to me about how big a market is there to help cannabis companies that are seeking out that talent. And, you know, what's the kind of response you're getting from those potential applicants about the industry and making their way in? Yeah, sure. So, you know, by our estimation, uh, you know, cannabis is the premier vertical for growth. And that's why you know, we're dedicating so much time and resources um, to the space. But there's a couple different ways that organizations are going about acquiring new talent, right? So there's one way is to hire a staffing firm or a recruiting firm to go out and find a pool of suitable candidates, bring them in for an interview, et cetera. And, you know, when those um, employees are hired, those firms receive a pretty hefty commission. Usually it's proportionate to a percentage of the salary of the person hired. Um, you know, I, I, I've, I'm seeing these types of agencies spreading across states where legalization has occurred. I mean, they're popping up all over the place. Um, you know, I would not even guess what the opportunity is for those type of firms. But from People Guru's perspective, um, you know, we help clients with the tools to attract uh, their own talent pools with, you know, our larger overriding suite of software. So it's just a component of what we do. But from a technology perspective, uh, you know, what we do is help clients uh, disseminate their job postings, um, attract new candidates and communicate with, with them throughout the process. And ultimately, you know, we're improving the quality of the experience for the candidate and, you know, the HR executive as well. So, um, you know, what, the, what does that mean? Well, it reduces the time to hire. You know, it's very important that these jobs are filled quickly. These companies have, you know, large projections. They don't want to miss. They need bodies. They need people, you know, doing this important work um, as part of that process. So we aid in that. And our projections have the industry uh, being closer to like $145 billion by 2025. Um, and, you know, we believe that we can build it, you know, revenues in excess of, you know, $100 million annually serving, you know, just the cannabis industry alone at that point. So, you know, that's where we're working today. And we're only at uh, what we have 33 out of 50 states have some form of decriminalization. So there's still a, still a lot of room to grow here. No, totally. And I'll tell you. When I look at the amount of money that's being also spent on the employees themselves, I mean, first of all, and not for nothing, I mean, I don't know what you have to consider in terms of what kind of college education or what kind of education, if you can come in through trade schools, how you get to this point. But the money being made, and this is very wide ranging when it comes down to the top positions that are in cannabis right now. This, okay, I'm not afraid to say this, it's more than what I'm making. <laughs> I'm just saying, but <laughs> you have, let's just, let me just go through this. CannabisTech.com did a great job pointing out the top positions that are and will be in short supply. 
check out the numbers for this. For any of you that are students out there, any of you SSDPs types, if you're looking to get yourself in the business, here's the kind of money you're going to be making. Master Cultivator and Grow Master makes between $120,000 and $165,000 a year. I don't even want to tell you how much it compares to my salary. <laughs> Master Extra, well, radio, that's always, the, you know, the salaries are always for radio. It's never anything glorious. It's more of just, to, you know, it's... We call it a cruel miss as we call it in the industry but that's another point master extractor with a phd in chemistry bumped that up to 175 to 220 thousand dollars a year dispensary manager 80 to 120 thousand dollars a year a pharmacist which only makes about 75 thousand into this space 100 to 180 thousand per year a supply chain specialist 80 to 120 thousand dollars a year an extraction specialist, $75,000. That's the lowest end. $75,000 to $135,000 a year. And a regulatory and compliance specialist, eighty dollars to $170,000 per year. That's, I mean, I don't even know what I, I, I know what I could do with that kind of money. And it's a lot more what I could do now. What uh, These jobs that are most demand, talk to me what it is about them being demand. And what are the easiest employees so far you've been able to acquire to recruit for those positions sure wow yeah that's uh you know there, there's gold in them their plants i Do guess is Do is what they're shit. saying out west right? right um but you know those are great jobs you know they're highly competitive you know they're more than just highly competitive salaries right and i think it's it's a big win for the american workers and it's a big win for the economy as a whole um you know the cannabis cannabis industry typically pays its people about 20 percent more uh, than its peers and you know you'd think with that type of premium you know it's going to draw the best and the brightest to the space um you know it's been my experience working with the leaders of cannabis businesses you know there's some of the sharpest business people that i've ever encountered and not you know i've been doing this over 15 years now so uh you know but with that, people, we're not a staffing firm, so we don't directly pursue uh, the candidates on our client's behalf, uh, but we do provide that technology platform. And I see our use, uh, clients using our application uh, to seek out candidates for you know, their legal teams, marketing teams, IT jobs are all over the place, finance jobs, HR, uh, marketing, and of course, cultivation employees. But far and away, um, you know, the headcount it takes to adequately, uh, adequately staff a retail operation, um, there's a, just a ton of those openings. Um, and, you know, these positions open up all across the board. You'll see things like wellness coordinator in states that have medical use and bud tenders in recreational states. Uh, but that's, you know, the highest number of openings that you're going to see is in those jobs. And it's getting quite competitive. And, you know, for, for retail people, you know, it's, it's a big win. You know, when you can move to, you know, those type of positions with, you know, the type of benefits that are offered by these companies, um, you know, it's really, it's really helping, um, you know, a lot of employees in that, uh, you know, in that spectrum that, you know, are, are pursuing retail careers. Now, with them also, I guess, and there's always a couple of different scenarios that I have to think about when you're talking about, when I bring up all those positions, I guess that's mostly, you refer mostly to, I guess, the case California, which obviously has a high tax rate, and then, you know, property rates, things like that, how much money it would take to go ahead and, you know, even take a, a job like that, but then how much you'd have to work off in terms of uh, cost of living expenses and other various factors. Colorado maybe the same way, so it's also something to be considered as well. One thing I also got to ask when it comes to the types of employees, like you said, you don't handle the staffing, but your technology handles things a certain way. Now, side question. There's a thing now where the college board, when it comes to their – the SAT, ACT exams, they're now trying to offer an adversity score. So obviously, maybe some changes to the algorithm are being made 
to help foster diversity and to offer more of like an affirmative action type of feel. Is that something that's being considered at all? Is that something that's built into the HCM at all when it comes to hiring practices? Yeah, you know, and that's that's one of the great things about, uh, you know, H H and HCM platform like a people guru is, you know, part of that recruiting process. It, it's blind, right? It doesn't see color. It doesn't see gender. It doesn't see doesn't see anything. Um, all it does is, you know, looks at the core data. So, you know, employers that want to offer, you know, questionnaires or quizzes, um, you know, there's knockout questionnaires and there's, you know, profile building type of questionnaires that can be deployed uh, to really, you know, help identify which, you know, candidate's going to be most successful or the best fit for the organization, who's going to fit in with the culture. Um, you know, you can ask those type of questions before you even lay eyes on the candidate. So, you know, by default, it's, you know, eliminating any prejudice that, you know, a hiring manager may have um, just by the, you know, the candidates that is bringing in are the people who, um, you know, expressed the, uh, the appropriate response for the position. So, yeah, it, it, you know, it does that intrinsically as just, you know, part of the application. Fantastic. Now, a little side article I was talking about when I, what I was reading about when it comes to artificial intelligence, AI, when it comes to human capital management. So an article in Information Week earlier this year, Gardner issued a research note exploring AI using cases in human capital management. They concluded that many of these applications were still in the, quote, demo candy stage, mainly to demonstrate product roadmaps. In other words, AI-related expectations are outpacing reality. This research note stated that artificial intelligence and HCM is applied mostly to employee and candidate-facing applications, including talent acquisition, voice of the employee listening, HR help desk virtual assistant, career coaching, performance feedback, learning content personalization, and schedule optimization. Talk to me about, is there any AI that's being played into what your platform does, and how do you take the, to the idea that ASIMs are being called, you know, only in the demo candy phase? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a very industry in, interesting topic, and we probably talk for an hour on that alone. But you know, th this is one of the things that drives me a little crazy about the HCM industry as a whole. You know, um, AI is definitely coming to you know the HCM software industry, but it's not there yet. You know, and that's not really an, an opinion of mine. It's just it's a fact, right? So I I know I have competitors in the space, and they offer canned demos of you know these future realities, and you know that's kind of what they sell on. People grew. We only use live production instances of the application to de show demos. So, you know, we just make it a practice not to sell futures, but sell what's here today. Um, so in a lot of ways, I guess the, the author is correct. Um, you know, there are companies out there that are selling futures and vaporware. Um, and you're starting to see things now that would be, you know, the building blocks for, you know, true AI. So you're seeing things like predictive analytics and HCM systems. And, and that's real now. And, you know, what does that mean? Well, you know, systems can use algorithm, algorithms once they have enough data to give you, you know, future indicators about like performance, uh, employee performance, uh, flight risks or the likelihood to leave the organization and our technology can even give you ideas around you know succession planning and who might be the best candidate or who might be most suited to be promoted into a different position um, but you know this applies to really pre-employment as well you know the system can make some predictions as to what employees will be the best fit um, but where the industry is going at the moment it's all about the employee experience uh, 
Um, so you will, you know, eventually you're going to have that voice of the employee and, you know, AI is going to just improve the interaction with the system uh, for both the employer and the employee. It's going to assist with training and development and sourcing talent and building a good company culture uh, and a lot of decision support tools. So people are picking the right benefits. Um, so the chat bots are coming to your system um, and it's true, but if anyone comes in trying to sell you that today, I would be highly skeptical and consider <laughs> consider running away because, um, you know, it's on everybody's roadmap. Everybody's working hard, but the, the technology um, that is available today, um, it, it's not deployment ready for, for HCM systems. Um, but, you know, it, it's coming, but, you know, you have to be really, uh, really careful about um you know, what you, uh, what you see versus what the reality is today. People Guru is going to be at the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo coming up in Miami, Florida, August 3rd and 4th. Uh, we see that you're going to be at booth 315, 315. Uh, give us a little bit of information of what people can expect when they come to the show and what they'll have uh, if they're going to go and meet you at the booth. Sure. And, you know, please do. Please come meet me at the booth. Um, you know, you can expect from us. We'll have a lot of great giveaways. We'll have some more than pleasant people. Um, and we'll be, you know, we'll be demonstrating our software and, you know, talking about how an HCM ap application might be able to help your organization. Uh, but we'd love the opportunity to, uh, you know, meet with everybody that comes to the show and, uh, you know, stop by the booth for some some refreshments and a shirt at least. Oh, absolutely. So, again, I really do appreciate you taking time to talk to us, Robert. Robert Moore, Cannabis Guru at People Guru. And let people know in the meantime, while we're waiting to go ahead and have the show come up, and for those that are going to be checking out, where should they go to go ahead and learn more about People Guru? Where's the website? Sure. Um, PeopleGuru.com, all one word. Um, you can't miss it. We are all over the web. And um, we will actually even be deploying a, a cannabis specific page in the very very near near future um and i myself am always available as well during regular business hours eastern standard time 813-940-3103 but you know really excited and looking forward to meeting everyone at the conference so again peopleguru.com uh, robert thank you so much for being here on the uscc expo experience thanks so much for your time and thank you all of you once again educate empower and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry Days away is this wonderful event. You need to be here for the second annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo in Miami, Florida, August 3rd and 4th. If you are with the sound of my voice here in South Florida, make sure you are at the show. The word's out there. We want to make sure you get your tickets right now at usccexpo.com. usccexpo.com. Thanks for joining us. You can download episodes of the USCC Expo experience by going to cannabisradio.com or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.